one. I know recordings in progress. Thank you, Becky. All right. Season two, episode 14, Yellow Card Podcast. Dave Galvis, Chris Jones, how are we doing this week? Doing well, man. Doing well. Good to be back on the saddle yet again. Yes, sir. Same thing here. Uh, it's a pleasure having Sam on the episode last week. Thank you, Sam, once again. Um, appreciate you for being a host and, and, and being part of our, of our recording. Like I said, and like both Jones and I said, uh, open invite. So she's welcome to come whenever she wants. So episode 14, um, season two, Yellow Card Podcast, January transfer window going on. Uh, Premier League back in action. Carabao Cup um, towards its tail end. Lots going on. Where do we want to get started? I think we should start right in the, the Carabao Cup. Get it, get it going and out of the way. All right. Before we do so, just so we all are on the same page, this episode is brought to you by our good people over at studentunionsports.com. Make sure you check out all the content daily there from all the college writers that we have on the website. Brand new content, brand new ideas, all for free. No subscription needed whatsoever. StudentUnionSports.com. Make sure to check them out. Um, little than I know, apparently some Russian hackers try to hack the website, but um, our good Lord and Savior, our man Liam himself, Liam knows things on Twitter. Make sure to check them out. Great content created and all that stuff. You saved the website once again. What will we do here without Liam? StudentUnionSports.com. Make sure to check them out. Shout out to Liam. Shout out for uh, shout out to all of them for following us and for uh, checking our content as well. So let's get um let's get started with the Carabao Cup as Jones uh, mentioned last week. Nottingham Forest and Manchester United net. Manchester United taking the lead on the aggregate at three nothing. Then on the other side we have Newcastle and. Um, Newcastle and Southampton, that aggregate right now at one nothing. We did call that game to be a very close game um, in St. Mary's. Newcastle actually walked away with the three points there. But, um, you know, it came at some cost for Southampton as they had a um, – as they received a red car. Uh, Coletta car will not be available for next week's action – for this week's action, actually, tomorrow. So, um, Newcastle looking to close things out. At home, Joe Ellington put in the one nothing uh, one nothing goal in their favor. Does Southampton come in here and surprise everybody at St James Park, or what? What are we thinking here? No, this is Newcastle's um, win here. I think you know if Southampton was going to get a victory out of these two legs, it was going to be in leg one. They didn't do that, unfortunately. Instead probably make it even worse for themselves. I really like Newcastle in this one. I think they went to nothing and they move on to the Carabao Cup final. All right. I like it. I like it. Um, I do think Southampton will come in and, and try and play a little tough against Newcastle. I think it'll be, it'll, it'll end in, in a tie score game, but because of the aggregate and the, and the away goal differential, Newcastle gets to move on onto the final. Um, Nottingham Forest, Manchester United meeting on Wednesday. Um, what are we thinking here? Is it is it a done deal? Is, you know, is it over for Nottingham Forest, or is there more to to be inspected here? It's it's over. I mean, I don't even think United puts their best pieces out there. To be honest with you, I think they just kind of go the course. I wouldn't be surprised this this leg ends in a draw and United moves on with their three nothing win. 
I like it. I like it. Um, I do agree with you. I don't think United will come in with their with a full arsenal, with their full cavalry there to, to secure the win. Um, keep in mind, though, Nottingham Forest last week was playing with about seven to eight important pieces of their starting lineup missing. So it is possible that United will come in and, and, and play a tough game, but not with all of their utility uh, people needed. Um, I think they come with a more simpler lineup, but I do think maybe a 2 nothing score, maybe a one nothing score line. I don't think anything outrageous at Old Trafford. They just want to secure the win, go go through, and no, you know, cost no harm whatsoever. As we see the Tiger hoops, um, the Tiger boobs are the Tiger hoops too. Uh, <laughs> I see. I was about to say, wow, I'm surprised Diego has to say anything. Season one, Diego would have been all over my tits being out. I mean, they're content, so might as well. Oh. It was getting too hot. Oh, that's sore. All right. Why don't we move over to the, the Prem? Let's do it. All right. So, sitting at the Prem record right now, Diego sitting at 105 and 87. I'm 94 and 98. But I'm, I'm on the come up. I'm on the comeback. We're here. Let's start off. First game Thursday, 3 p.m. Eastern. Chelsea hosting Fulham. Yep. What do you got? Um, I got Fulham actually winning this one. I think Chelsea's still a couple pieces away from their things. Fulham ahead of the table for obvious reasons. Uh, two to one. I got a one-one draw. Chelsea sitting five-two and two at home. Uh, points in seven out of their nine home games. Fulham uh splitting fifty percent on the road, four-one and five, and getting points. I'll trust Chelsea at home to at least get a point here. Uh, Fulham's been playing well, but I think Chelsea does enough to get a point at home. All right, so we're thinking a draw. All right. Um, All right let's so move we, on. Move on to the Friday. No, Saturday. Yeah, Friday so, slate. No, Friday slate. Because that's when Everton and Arsenal are meeting. No, Saturday. I met. I did my day trunk. Because there's nothing. So uh, the third is Friday. So Chelsea Fulham is Friday. Oh, that's Saturday right. Saturday yeah. slate. So Everton hosting Arsenal. All right. What are you thinking? With it being at home, it makes me think Everton has a little bit of a shot here. Obviously, it's uh, it's Dishay's first man- game as a manager for Everton. He officially got signed. So I have to wait and see how he looks. But <clears throat> excuse me, he was known for the new uh, the. Burnley clean sheet system. So, <clears throat> excuse me, especially at home. So could a nil-nil draw happen? Potentially. I think Arsenal's too good. Um, I really like what they've been doing lately. And before the transfer deadline is over, I don't I expect them to get maybe one more piece. But I think they pull off this victory. I think they went to nothing. Yeah, I got to agree with you. I I like the Sean Dietschy, um assignment for Everton. And for himself as a person, I think you'll be a great addition to that team. I think you called it actually last episode, so kudos to you on that. Um, however, too early to say Shandichu will be able to implement a system there for Everton. Yeah, There's a lot that needs to be fixed. Everton also just lost Anthony Gordon to Newcastle. Anthony Gordon just went to Newcastle on the January transfer window. So there's a lot of pieces that need to be implemented here. Do I think Everton will show a little bit of a different 
face to face to go against Arsenal? Absolutely. But do I think Arsenal is far too good at the moment right now for Everton to give them a run for their money? Yes. Um, so therefore, I'm going three to one Arsenal. All right, Aston Villa hosting Leicester City. Yeah, um, I, there's not much of a difference between these two teams. I do like what um, what um, Unai Emery is doing at Aston Villa. I think he's he's doing quite a few things. Um, their new signing just just got there. John um, forgot their the last name, but I, I, it's a Colombian midfielder that just got there to to Aston Villa. Think it will be a, a difference there for sure. Um, I'm going two to one Aston Villa. Oh, um, yeah. So, sorry, I just had something drop in my setup. Um, so looking at this matchup here, Aston Villa coming off of a win last week or two weeks ago, I should say. Uh, they're very good at home, getting points in seventy percent of their games. Leicester getting points in 30%, 3-0 and 7 on the road. It's either a win or a draw. I don't think they win this one. I think Villa continues to climb up. I'm going to say Villa close, 1-0. One 1-0, nothing. One nothing, okay. Uh, Brentford, Southampton. Um, I like Brentford in this one. Um, Southampton has a lot to change here. And meanwhile, Brentford is at home. Um, they're a different animal when they're at home. I'm going one nothing for them. So Brentford one nothing. Yep. And also the signing that just got to Aston Villa. His last name is John Duran. So. Yes, I I knew that. Um, oh jeez. I like Brentford to win this game as well at home. Uh, they're a better team at home. Uh, their home record is fantastic. I shouldn't say fantastic, but it's, it's they've, they've gotten a point in 90% of the games at home, 5-4-1 at home this year. Um, if you're looking at Southampton, Southampton on the road is, they're they're very similar to Leicester. They're 3-0-7 and on the road. It's either win or lose. They don't draw, um, and I think Brentford's just a tough place to play right now, so I will say 2-2-1. Two, two, Next, we got Bright, Brighton and Bournemouth. Um, I think this is actually an even match between the two sides. Um, Brighton, even though they just signed uh, Mitoma to, to the club, I think there's still a lot of work to be done at Brighton. There is possibilities that Moises Caicedo might be moved to either Arsenal or another Premier League side. Um, so that would be a major loss for, for Brighton there. Bournemouth on the other side, kind of developing in a pretty good system. Um, I'm going with a draw here. 1-1 one, one draw. And I don't know what it is that you're doing, but that crunchiness in the back is driving me nuts. Sorry, it's my fault. <laughs> been have, have been home all week. Uh, sorry for all the listeners. I thought my mic was off. Um, <clears throat> you know, it stinks because I, I fully agree with you, and I thought I was going to be different here. <laughs> um, Brighton at home, um, sitting at 4-2-3. Very, very well. They've played uh, Bournemouth away from home, however, has been a bit of a struggle. But I just see this playing because Brighton plays play better against the top six team in the league. They're playing a bottom a bottom three. I think Bournemouth does enough to get a point. I'll go 1-1 draw as well. 
Uh, Manchester United and Crystal Palace. Um, I think with how United has been playing lately, um, the anger that there was in Arrington Hog last time that these two sides met and being able to give away a point, a very crucial point, I think, Ten Hag uh, and United come in with a different kind of malice to them. Um, where it is at home, I'm going 2 nothing United. Well, Trafford's a tough place to play, man. And 7 one one so far this year. Finally, been, once again. Finally, once <laughs> they've, again. Been, they've been one of the better home teams so far this season. Crystal Palace, not the same as they are at home. United's playing playing while they're in good form. Mark Rashford's killing it. Uh, I'm actually going to go same result, same score, 2 nothing United. Uh, Wolverhampton hosting Liverpool, which is a, an abomination. Just we just can't be Brighton for whatever reason. No, you, you guys can't. You guys can't. They're they're one of your toughest sides to ever meet. It's one of the toughest systems that you guys have ever had to deal with so far in this Premier League in the past three years. Uh, Brighton has been chaos for for Liverpool the past three years. Um, Wolves versus Liverpool, however, I think Liverpool has a little bit of an advantage here against Wolves, um, but not much. I'm going to give this one to Liverpool, but I could also see a draw happening here. I'm going 2-1. to one. Liverpool away from home this year, 2-2-5, two, two and five, getting points in 44%. Not great. Now we want to see Wolves 3-2-5, and five, getting points in 50%, um, much, a little bit better. But the one thing that... This Wolf team has struggled with all season and scoring goals. I believe they've scored the least amount of goals in the Prem so far this season on uh, 20 games, only scoring 12 goals, which is not great. However, I think Liverpool will do enough to get the job done. Steal three points. I think Liverpool wins one nothing. I think the second best game this weekend, Newcastle-West Ham. I agree with you. Um, I like this matchup a lot. I think these two teams have a lot to to show for themselves. However, I don't think that there is a clear-cut winner here. The reason I say that is because West Ham is actually really, really good against top sides. Um, they have always been a difficult side to, to face. West Ham right now trying to stay away from the relegation um, end of things right now where they are surviving by at least two to three point difference from, from 18 to 20 place. I'm actually going to go with a draw here, 1-1 draw. This was at West Ham. I think I would agree with you a little bit more. West Ham's been abysmal away from home all year. One, two, and seven away from home. It's just they haven't been in form away from home. With now you're going up against a Newcastle United team who at home hasn't lost. They're six and six, four and zero oh at home. Got a point in all ten home games. They've given up actually the fewest goals in the Prem right now. You know that. They've given up only 11 goals in 20 games, which is impressive. That's the – you know who exactly that is. That's the Nick Pope effect. I'm going to go Newcastle. Another shout-out. 2 nothing. All right. Sunday slate start off Tottenham Forest and Leeds. I like what Leeds is doing right now. They're implementing a different system and the Jesse Marsh. They just got a beautiful loan deal done with Juventus, bringing Weston McKinney to, to their side. Weston McKinney – that's exactly what they've been missing in Calvin Phillips after that trade done to Manchester City. Um, I think this is actually an opportunity for Leeds to show what they're made of. I'm going three to one Leeds. 
Wow. Leeds abysmal from home. One, two, and six away from home so far this year. They go up against Nottingham Forest, who's four, three, and three. Gone a point in 70% of their home games. I think it continues. I don't think they win. I don't think either side's win. One, one draw. Last one, Tottenham, Manchester City at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Uh, yeah, I think with Manchester City right now, there is a little bit of, a, of an issue here. Defense. Um, having traded Joao Cancelo for a loan deal to Bayern Munich with the potential to sell, um, that is a red flag, especially in the defense where you need um, where you need more additions, if anything, if you're Manchester City. Um, going against the Tottenham side that right now, <clears throat> they're very hungry to get in the top four. Um, they're only trailing United by three points, same with Newcastle. <coughs> I think this is an opportunity for Tottenham to cause some, a little bit of damage there to, to Manchester City. I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw, but I don't think either side wins here. I think we get a winner here. <coughs> I really do. Um, City has lost three games this year, two of them being on the road, 5-2-2 two two on the road this year. You said 1-1 one, one draw, correct? Yeah. Um, Tottenham, it's either they win or they lose. They don't draw at home. I think the way that this team is playing, it's been a struggle. You know, you beat uh, – who they beat? They beat Fulham. They beat Fulham one nothing in their last game in the Prem. And also, they have a little bit of revenge on their mind because their last Prem loss was at Manchester City. I think Tottenham wins a close one. I'm going one out in Tottenham. Okay. And that will do it for the Prem predictions. Well, why don't we, why don't we, why don't we also give the Manchester United Leeds results, uh, considering that it is Wednesday um, and where we might not have a recording by then. Might as well just give in a little bit of a, a little bit of a prediction there. How how long are you out for? Well, I got another trip after this one, so. Jeez. Mm. Oh yeah, I'm putting in some miles to work. That, <laughs> Which, by the way, that, everybody, I'm in LA recording right now as we speak. So he's a he's Hollywood in, he's boy. In Boston, I'm in LA. He's a Hollywood boy. No. Um. I mean, it's at Old Trafford. Three nothing. Three nothing. Wow. Um, I'm giving Leeds a little bit of a benefit there. I'm going with three to one. Um, yeah, going three to one. Basically, it. <laughs> um, let's start the January transfer window. We gave a couple of breaking news there with Joao Cancelo being gone from Manchester City for the remainder of the season, going on loan to Bayern Munich. Uh, Imagine these two sides end up facing each other during the Champions League and it's Joao Cancelo to eliminate Manchester City. Oh, I'd love nothing more. That'll be that'll be uh, detrimental for Manchester City. Um, then we also have another loan deal on the works right now with a potential to be bought as well. Jorginho potentially going to Arsenal. Looks like everything is trending the right way. Um, do you think this deal collapses? Do you think this deal comes to fruition? And if so, how does Giorgino go into Arsenal benefit them? I was looking at the style that Giorgino plays, and I really don't know if he meshes in with 
what Arsenal's trying to do right now. I, I think it's just one of those Arsenal sees an opportunity to buy somebody off of the transfer window and maybe adding a, a depth piece at the midfield. Other than that, I don't really see the point here for both for either side. I I agree with you. I think if anything, Jordino actually kind of slows down the game for um for for Arsenal. I think with the speed that you know people like Odegaard and the others bring in, I think Jorginho is actually kind of a step back for Arsenal there. Um, right. I could be wrong. I I you know he could very well catch up to to what they're doing and play to the same style that he was playing when he was under uh, Thomas Tuchel. But I think right now the difference in, in his style of play is completely noticeable. Um, Graham Potter has utilized him in different ways and what um, you know, how he's playing right now is just not 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 fully there. Um, that's just my opinion. Um, what are some other potential stories that we should be on the lookout for right now? Um, I think in the last hour we've gotten news about Esco potentially set to sign with Union Berlin, which could help them a little bit in the Bundesliga because, if I'm not mistaken, they are climbing their way up. They're actually currently a point behind Bayern Munich right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 11-3-4. They've been playing really well. They've won three out of their last five. They're 3 one one in their last five. He is going to add a very much good style of, of midfield for them. I think he's going to help them tremendously in their, their quest for um, a Bundesliga title, which, to be honest, I can't tell you the last time Union Berlin won a Bundesliga yep. title. I'm actually going to look yep. that up. Yeah. And I, I actually think this is a, a kind of bit of a kind of kind of a little bit of a, a messed up storyline here for Spaniard defender Hector Bellerin. Um, he was moved from Arsenal as a important move for Barcelona back in the day. And Barcelona now is looking to sell him off to Sporting Lisbon. Um, he will be replacing Pedro Porro, who's going to, to Tottenham. But to be frankly honest with you, I think this deal for Hector Bellerin is actually a massive step back in terms of quality, in terms of his value in football. Um, that's where the, the messed up part of things happens here. Um, Barcelona, year, you know, a couple of years ago, like really, 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 really pushing hard for, you know, for things to happen there. And now they have them and they haven't even utilized them at all. Um, there is, there's two parts to that, right? When Barcelona was being questioned financially as to how they could be able to afford all these signings that they were doing the past couple of years. And now Chelsea's almost on the same exact page. Um, they're treading water right now, going for Enzo Fernandez finally agreeing to the 120 mil um, clause that Benfica was looking for, but they're looking to pay in installments. 
do you think that's too much of a move right now? Do you think they're accelerating when they don't even know what's at the who's at the helm driving the bus? Or do you think this is the, the right project moving forward for Chelsea? I don't know, man. This what Chelsea's doing moving forward is it's just totally mind blowing to me because I realistically don't know what direction they're going in. Like they're, it just seems like they're trying to spend all the money possible just to make it seem like, oh, hey, we're we're putting money into our team. But I don't think any of these pieces are going to fit together. I think this is where first time ownership group needs to realize that this isn't one of the four major sports in America. You can't just throw money at guys and expect to make a team work. Yeah. No. I but also to go back on it, Union Berlin's. It's currently in their fourth season ever of being in the Bundesliga, and their highest finish was fifth, which was last year. So they've gone 11th their first season, 7th their second, and 5th their third. So are they are they due for their first ever Bundesliga title, potentially, with that move of uh, Isco? Yeah, I mean, they're doing things, right? They're building a team financially driven. Um, this was a team that struggled to build capital there. They had to sell major pieces at, at I don't think so. Wait a couple of years to finally turn the bus around a little bit. Um, but you yeah, know, this is, is an exciting moment for Union Berlin right now. And I think I, I agree with you. The signing of Visco, bringing it down the middle, I think it, it adds up just depth into their system right now. I think they could actually give Bayern Munich a, a run for their money. This is why Bayern Munich went the defensive way to try to support the defense a little bit more too, with a loan deal out of Joao Cancelo. Um, yeah. I think with Chelsea, I, I, I think desperation is coming in big time right now. I think they're going for whatever name is resounding in the moments right now, what, whatever name is trending, rather than really being careful with what they're doing. Um, if you look at the past few weeks, they've gotten Michaelo, uh, Mikhailo Mudrik, they've gotten um, Malo, um, whatever his last name is. Um, the guy Malo from Olympic Lyon. They they they're looking to get Enzo Fernandez. They're um, they're working on so many fronts right now that it is it's really concerning at this point. And I think if I end the Premier League, I would not be surprised that an investigation will be launched to see how all this funding is coming into place and if it's actually there. I think they 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 could be trading hot water and trying to play the same Juventus um, storyline that was played the past couple of years. And this is why Juventus is where it is right now. Um, yeah. I mean, listen, it's one of those things where I think realistically they're going to end up with Enzo Fernandez. And I think it's going to end up being probably one of the worst moves that Chelsea has done in a long time. I agree with you. And I think, <clears throat> I think they actually undervalue a lot what they have and somebody like Hakeem Siege, who, by the way, mm-hmm. Paris Saint-Germain is looking after and trying to get a, a deal done with. Um, they should. I, I agree. 120 mil for, for a youngster who is working in a Portuguese league that is made to be development. This is a lot of money to be spent in there. A lot. Yeah. I mean, listen, Liverpool is not, not going to get anybody in the transfer window, Klopp said. So and I don't I don't think Manchester United is gonna get anybody either. They they already got a loan deal out of um Walt Wer- uh Um I think right now, if anything else, the only the only thing that they'll probably push for is another loan deal, maybe for 
for center defensive mid. But other than that, I don't I don't really think that they're gonna go for anything else. Think, they don't need anything. I don't think else. they need much, right? Which is the first. I think I think in the summer transfer window they'll be splashing some money um, yeah. because they need some reinforcements up front. But other than that, I don't really think they're gonna be working. Dude, their defensive else. midfield is fantastic when Casemiro plays. Yep. He's transitioned very well to the the prem, which which I I thought he he would. Yeah, and which by the way, I mean, if you listen to his last interview, the guy the guy himself said it. He's having one of his best times so far in football. He feels like he's 15 again and playing football for the first time. So um, this is excellent. That just tells you how much of a you know how much of a of a restoration of culture was done in Manchester United by by you know, having hired somebody like Arrington High. So um, we'll continue to monitor the January transfer window. We don't expect anything major to continue to happen here. Um, if anything, it'll probably be another rush signing by either somebody like Chelsea or, um, or one of those clubs. But we'll continue to monitor it. In the meantime, please continue to follow us on social media. 25 followers away from reaching 1,400 on Twitter. That's at Podcast Card. Make sure that you follow us. Help us get to 1,400. Um, Follow us on Spotify, YouTube. Just search Elokar Podcast. Make sure you follow us on TikTok, where this gentleman right next to me is doing a lot of, of content creativity there at um, Yellowcard Pod on TikTok. In the meantime, thank you all so much. Episode 14 is here. Uh, Jones, Diego, studentunionsports.com. Make sure to check them out. Until next week, thank you, everybody. Shout out, Rexham. <laughs>